0: Welcome back to Eating Adventures,
1: a food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up, I'm Chloe.
0: And I'm Haley. And this past weekend, Chloe and I had the pleasure of going to the heart of Capitol Hill and we went to the French Guys Bakery. And we were joined by Chef Renault, co-owner and baker of this French Guys Bakery.
1: The French Guys, which is a mobile bakery in Seattle began with the idea of stationing their products at various farmer's markets across the city, and the bakery recently just opened up their first storefront this year.
0: Some of their ingredients come locally from Seattle, while other ingredients like their butter and chocolate are imported fresh from France. We would like to thank Renault for joining Eating Adventures for this episode, and let's jump straight to the interview at Capitol Hill. Thank you so much, Renault, for joining Eating
1: Adventures today. How are you doing?
2: I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me.
1: We first asked Renaud why he decided to start the French guy's bakery.
2: It's a good idea. I'm just um, passionate with bread and just uh, French treats in general. And uh, I wasn't enjoying my last work before to start this one. And uh, I met up with Thibault, which is the other French guy. And we just had the idea that we should give a try to do something uh, by our own. And uh, that's what we just did to start The French Guys as a small joke at the beginning. And the joke came a bit uh, more serious pretty quickly. uh, And here we are now.
0: It's just so cool how they were able to go from the idea to the actual storefront today. Then we asked Renaud, how does The French Guys Bakery differentiate from other bakeries in the Seattle area?
2: I think we just try to concentrate of uh, the, the things that we know. Uh, we try to make French things that we uh, enjoyed uh, back in France. It might be different from most of the bakeries in Seattle, but there is other bakeries that also try to represent the, the French culture. And we just try to stick with the, the, the French style of things we, we know and we love. And we also try to mix our know-how to with the um, product that we can find around uh, Seattle to buy local uh, materials, like the flour and all the ingredients that we use. How did
1: you guys come up with the name, The French Guys?
2: I don't know, it's, uh, it was like the easiest thing. The When you look for a name, something, you always try to find the most difficult thing to f- to match thing good. And Thibaut and I were just like, okay, j- just let's call The French guy. We're both French, it's an easy thing to remember and uh, I think people caught up the, the name pretty quickly and uh, I think the logo and the name make, made it like really easy to, to find. We we just have to find a name to, to put on the LLC thing and that's what came first and uh, we didn't give a much thought at the beginning and that's This is how we chose the name. Yeah, I love the name.
0: I think it makes it so much different than other bakeries. Because I think other French bakeries are very like Paris Bakery or more French. And I like how this just says like French guys.
2: Yeah, we uh, at the beginning also we didn't because we start during a pandemic. um, So being a bakery would have meant to have a local place, like physical uh, place At at the beginning, the idea, the French guys. During the pandemic, we had no idea uh, we would be here uh, now. So we just wanted to make some something a bit more casual and more um, flexible. The idea was just to deliver product to people's home at the beginning, and then it's changed to being on farmer markets after uh, some time.
1: Chef Renaud explains that he first began baking out of his home during COVID.
2: At the really beginning, we were baking uh, into our own kitchen. Um, so I was baking at home and Thibault would join me and we would try to, to take a small picture and everything. So when we now look back to what we were doing, it was like so funny because uh, the bread that we were doing, people loved it, but we were not like uh, really happy with what we we are doing because it's so difficult to make uh, a nice bread or uh, a nice uh, pastry out of your own kitchen um, if it's not uh, not a professional place that you are using. So um, we are really happy now when we uh, we just looked from where we started. Yeah,
0: it's crazy that you started at your own house because I, I bake and I feel like the things I make at home would not be bakery quality, <laughs> but you managed. To I mean, we like tried, sell. but. Yeah,
2: it's really, really difficult. Even I've been doing this job uh, for the last 40, 15 years now and just doing at home, it can be pastry, just cooking everything, it's really, really difficult. So uh, even for professional people, um, it's difficult. So I can imagine like how frustrating it is not to be able to make the the things that you can buy somewhere else uh, in the professional bakeries that you just go to buy your croissant or au chocolat or nice baguette trying to reproduce the, the the product is really really hard
0: speaking of your baked
2: goods what is one of your favorites that the french pie bakery sells uh, my favorite uh, pastries would be the pan au chocolat i guess um and i think it's the favorite product that we sell to any customers that comes here it's uh, one of the best sell- seller The baguette also is um, really loved by our consumers. And I think that something that we do a lot is uh, the canales. Um, It's a traditional little cakes from uh, Bordeaux. Uh, We sell a lot of them too. Uh, They are difficult to find in Seattle, so a few bakeries are doing them, and they are really, really nice. Since you
1: guys make so many pastries every day, um,
2: where do you guys source your ingredients from? The idea is to to the business was to try to use our know-how and what we were doing uh, and we knew from France, but with local uh, source ingredients. So we are trying to get as much as we can from um, Washington State. So all the flour we we use is coming from the Skagit Valley. Um, It's called Kern Spring flour, and they have a really, really nice flour. Um, It's a pure flour, so nothing is inside. There is no chemicals. It's also really uh, important to us that we try to use only pure products. So we we don't try to make the bread looks bigger because we use a a flour that would make it bigger. It's better for um, the, uh, how do you say that? The immune system? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's easier to to eat and just to uh, consume for our consumer than all the bread or the flour that you can find in the bigger grocery stores. And the, the apple comes from uh, the uh, Leavenworth and Shellan area into farms that we're trying to buy from uh, Washington state, yeah. How do you guys find all
1: these local farms? Is there like a baker's chain that you guys talk? Yeah,
2: There is a bigger suppliers that you, most of the bigger restaurants or bakeries can have access when you buy a lot. It's, uh, it, it's uh, because we buy apple by 30 labs at a time. So you, you have access to different suppliers, and they they just give you contact to their to those farms that make just bigger and bigger batch of uh, things that you need so it's a uh, way easier for us to access those uh, suppliers
0: um, when there's like different fruits and seasons so like for example, apples is more like fall and like berries is more summer, would you change your menu to? cater kind
2: of to that seasonal fruit? The idea for in the future is to do that. Um, for now, because it's uh, difficult for us to, production wise, um, we try to keep some product that we buy are local but frozen during the time that they are, like the apple, they have the apple for a few months and then they just cut it and keep it for a long time so they can supply for the rest of the year. So that's something that we want to keep for the whole year. But as the, the summer comes, we want to try to introduce like each month or seasonal fruits uh, for the winter and uh, the summer as well. But it's also difficult because when we introduce something, we have to make a lot of them. So when, when, we, when we start to introduce a new product into the kitchen, we know it's a, it's a big technical, not issue, but thing to, to consider, um, just getting from the supplier to the, our consumer. So we be careful not to go too quick because we know that we have to make a lot of them. So that's why we don't make as many different products at the moment. Uh, but for the future, of course, we'll uh, introduce more seasonal products. Um,
1: what's your creative process in creating new pastries? Like, is it a lot of trial and error? it um, spend days or weeks re-making new pastries? I think
2: it, it, yeah, it depends on uh, how people works. In my, my head, sometimes you just wake up and you have an idea and you say, I should try to do uh, this specific product or you saw somebody on so- social media and you say, ah, oh, I should give it a try. So it depends. But for me, it's, uh, most of the time, I have the idea and I want to try. So before I try anything, I'm trying to think about the process we just talked about. Um, how do I get the product um, into the kitchen? How do I change it? How much it would cost? And will the consumer would like the products? Because something that I would like might not be the, the product that we will sell and what the consumer would like. So we, we try to find um, a good match and we talk uh, into the team before we introduce something. Uh, try to, with the, our sales representative with the market, we try to see if it would work before introducing any new products. And then if everybody gives a green light, then we start the process to introduce the... It takes about a week before. It can take a day, but if we want to be safe and we, um, we give us a, a week ahead uh, before introducing any new products. Do you have
0: any new recipes coming out this
2: summer that you can hit at? Uh To the store, because we are in the soft opening still. We opened the store like three weeks ago. Beginning of June will be sandwiches coming. And quiches, which are really French, that's something we were doing during the COVID. That we were doing deliveries, but now we are going to introduce them uh, into the store. And two days ago, we introduced the spinach croissants, um, which is a savory treat that people have, have been asking a lot. So it, it just came out. So yeah. It's
0: awesome. I've never heard of this spinach croissant. I've had like the ham and
1: cheese, but never spinach.
2: Yeah, it's something that we're gonna put uh, the Amancis croissant. We're gonna do in the future too. So. Do you
1: have a favorite croissant?
2: Just a plain croissant. It's a, it's a, a good way to find a good bakery. I think the, it's a, a good base to start having a just a plain croissant. Then you you can see like where you go from because you can do anything you want with just a plain croissant. It can be sweet. It can be savory. Everything is really nice with a croissant. So. <laughs>
0: Guys, open during COVID, the French mm-hmm. Bakery. Um, how did the business navigate the
2: pandemic? Because the idea was to try to give bread and French treats during COVID. Uh, we were delivering people at their at, at their home because people wouldn't be able to travel that much during this time. This is how we people start to heard about us, and uh, it was a good way. To start, because it was a small business, so we had not too much, too many deliveries at the beginning. But as we got more known by people, it started to be, started to be a bit more difficult to manage to deliver everyone. So that's why after that, the, the farmer markets uh, opened up in 2021 uh, after a year of COVID. So we attend those farmer markets, and more people were able to access our products. And then this is how we reach uh, the point that we could go to more farmer markets and uh, have an idea to open a store. Are you
0: guys still
2: planning to attend these farmer markets this summer? Yeah, uh, the farmer market season is right here now. Um, So we are doing 10 farmer markets a week. So it's like two per day from Wednesday to Sunday. Plus the store is open on those days from uh, Wednesday to Sunday. So it's, um, it's like you have three locations to deliver every day from June 1st to mid-October. So our season is getting really crazy now and uh, it's getting really busy. So we are proud that uh, we, we can make so much uh, treats and people just keep loving it. And we have a huge team that works with us to be able to make everything happen so we are really really happy uh, to mean, do that went, yeah went
0: from one home kitchen to now doing yeah. over so many things like 11 places with like the farmers.
2: yeah so it's uh yeah we we couldn't think about doing that much that quickly so we are really really grateful to be where we are now and uh, be able to to make so many pastries and give people so many smiles <laughs> so we are really happy Yeah
1: farmers markets and then the opening of your store, Um, do you have any goals set for
2: the French guys bakery that you hope to achieve in the near future? I think Thibault and I, so we are really happy in the moment and we try to focus on stay happy. Running a business can be really, really stressful. So our mindset is to try to enjoy it as much as we can. You always need a little stress because it's always stressful. You have to pay bills, you have to pay wages the business has to stay clean and everything uh, but we want to the goal is to stay that way for as long as we can and try to expand as much as we can in a way that we still enjoy the, um, the business and Thibaut has a family uh, I have a family we just want to be able to enjoy the time with our family too so having the balance that you make a business run nice and you enjoy uh, your personal life is a um, is the goal.
1: Well, I think that was a great way to end our interview with the French Guy's Bakery in Chef Renal. On our way out, he gave us a huge bag of pastries, or two bags, I should say. So Haley and I are going to review them.
0: Yeah, so it was crazy walking out. We're super thankful that he gave us all of his goodies. It was basically everything that he sold, and they were just All such yums. We love them all, and we were able to share it with our friends, family members, and radio teachers, which I think was a very fun part of the experience. Um, So let's go through, like, each thing that he gave us. Let's start out with the pastries first. So he gave us a croissant, a chocolate croissant, and, like, these little spiral puff pastry things. What one was your favorite,
1: Chloe? Not sure the name, but as you said, the spiral puff pastry... (laughs) was by far my favorite um the other two were super good i think you guys had the regular croissant we had the chocolate croissant because we kind of did a split seas situation yes um so the spiral puff pastry croissant not sure the name um was super tasty it had a little sugar coating on the top of it which is super fun and not really what i was expecting when i first saw it but nonetheless very very tasty
0: I think it was just like a puff pastry party because it was just like a spiral puff pastry and who doesn't love puff pastry? So I think it was a very good balance of like not being too sweet and having a good like soft, crunchy texture.
1: And also super fun to eat.
0: Yes, super fun to eat because it's like spiral so you can just peel it. it. Mm Kind
1: of like a fruit roll up. Fruit by the foot.
0: (laughs) Instead of a pastry. Yes. Love that description. Okay, next we got these brioches. A chocolate brioche and like a plain brioche with like salt sprinkled on top do you want to explain what brioche you had
1: we had the salt sprinkle but i do want to share i did not have the chocolate one um had that and then our radio teacher joe and by the famous words of joe it was a very tasty (laughs) what did
0: he say he said i don't know but it's okay
1: He said, that chocolate bread was awesome.
0: Yes, to quote him. I thought it was awesome as well. Definitely addicting because it was like a chocolate croissant in low form, which was really cool. So I think it was a great little like snack or breakfast that you could just toast up in the oven. That would make you so happy. How was your salt-crusted brioche? Tasted like a brioche um very good okay we don't have to do that okay just kidding okay 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 next he gave us or next he gave us these very french pastries called cannelés. i think that's what they're called and it's like a sponge filled with like cream or soaked in cream and it's like a crispy or like chewy exterior i thought it was very unique i never had one before and i don't think a lot of he mentioned this in the episode but i don't think a lot of french bakeries sell
1: these pastries for sure those ones are super tasty i think that when we got back um kind of spread out all of our pastries that was the first thing that Haley and i tried and definitely very tasty i love the texture super fun to eat
0: and then lastly he gave us three huge loaves of bread it was crazy um i thought they were very solid loaves of bread Still trying to finish mine. Perfect just to eat bread, with yes. like an
1: avocado toast.
0: Yes, or like just toast A sandwich. with jam.
1: Anything. Yes.
0: Good toast days. Well, I think that concludes our interview and review of the French Guys Bakery. You can check them out in Capitol Hill if you're interested in stopping by. Thank you again, Chef Renaud, for taking the time out of your day for this amazing and very fun interview.
1: As well as lots of the pastries that he gave us. He yes. gave us, like, his entire bakery, pretty much.
0: <laughs> for sure. Well, you can follow Eating Adventures on Instagram at Eating Adventures Podcast to check out the amazing, the amazing photos of all these French guy bakery goods. And you can also download Eating Adventures on all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts.
1: And you can also listen to us live every Wednesday at noon here on KMIH 889 The Bridge.